Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Hope you guys are having a great day. Got a special guest coming up here in a second. But first, just want to say, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. As well as, I just want to give a quick shout out to our, our very good sponsor, Superbook Sports Colorado. Let's just jump right into it. This is my two-year anniversary, and the one guy that is the hardest guy to track down. In fact, I just had to blindside him today with a link to do this interview. Alfred freaking Williams. Alfred, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm First of all, you wearing readers? Do you always wear glasses? In the morning. You know, it depends on until I get ready. You know, okay. Okay. just trying to get my day started, looking at some, some uh, news of the day and, and trying to get uh, get everything going. So, yeah, in the morning. All right, real quick. So I kind of mentioned it during the the intro is that you're the number one guy that people ask me to get on. I've had Scott Hastings on. I even had Brandon Cristal on the podcast, <laughs> but that was, it was actually a really good interview. He did a really good job, but everybody asked big Al and Al, I just one You're a huge part of my career, my development, which is funny. Cause I remember back in the day when it was you and Scotty, doing Scott and Al show from what, 12 to two, whatever weird time it was. And, and you guys just, I, the very, I want to say it was the very first time I met you. We're in that little tiny studio and it's you. Yeah. Off of Monaco. And you, you gave me that big old binder of draft profiles. Do you remember that? (laughs) And you go, and you like a total asshole, just look at me and and then you just kind of hand it to me and you're like, go make me copies. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I have an option right here. I'm either going to be Alfred's bitch forever or I can stand up to him. And I was like, make your own fucking copies. And then you and Hastings I, laughed. It and, wasn't, but it wasn't my draft book. It was actually the, the, the station's <laughs> draft book. Right. So you were supposed to go make the damn copy. So that was your job as the producer of the show. It was like 500 pages. No, I'm not going to kill a tree. For uh, that. Well, that was, you know, that was, that was pre-internet and all that. Uh, <laughs> that was some 30 years, 20, 26 years, 25 years ago. That wasn't wow. 25 years. Yeah, it was. It was like this 20. Is 23rd, this is my 23rd year doing, this is my 23rd year on air and that was i wasn't even getting paid to do that when i was there oh really that's not surprising no. that's not surprising it's radio <laughs> radio that's radio for you that's radio <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny uh a, a lot of great stories with involving you throughout my career and like i said you and in scotty were a huge part of my development i gotta say this one of the biggest things that I get reference to is the Scott and Al show and the craziness of that show. Can you kind of take us back to you were young in your radio career? What was that like going into that setting with Hastings? It was good. I'll tell you, Scotty was, uh, Scotty was a pros pro and he had you know, been somebody that I'd listened to for a lot of years on the sports zoo on KOA where I, where I currently work on the sports zoo. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, it was, uh, it was great because Scotty was, uh, uh, he was a pro's pro and he understood how radio works. You know, and you saw always say it's theater of the mind. 
and uh, theater of the mind, meaning, look, take your audience to a place where make that makes them happy. And if you have to embellish every now and then, go ahead and do that because that that's part of the that's part of the theater of the mind. So you know, you know part of part of its uh, uh, you know this this magical tale of of athletic athletic feats, and then the other side is this entertainment side that makes it. Uh, uh, that makes it listenable because, you know, sports radio is not supposed to be about the stats. It's really not. It's supposed to be about fan engagement and and, ex- and experiences. So uh, when you match them up the right way, man, you get a uh, you get a good radio show. And I think we had a really good radio show. It, it was kind of beautiful in a weird way that you guys were so silly and off the rails and that's really because of you and Scotty. Like, first of all, the only reason why I go by my last name is because of you two. And I believe because of you personally, because you, I, I want to say you, it was just too confusing to have two Scots on the show. You're exactly. Like, you're, that's the huff. That's the huff. You know, like that's the huff. That's uh Scotty, you know? So Scotty is Hastings and the huff is Scott the huff. So that's the way I kind of looked. I kind of used it and looked at it, and it was uh, it was easy. I guess I, I guess it's kind of held on. I'm, uh, <laughs> the name of your podcast is the Huff, right? Uncensored, and right. and I, when you over at the fan well, on the morning show, it was everybody called you the Huff. So I guess it's a uh, it's a unique name too. You know, you, as an athlete, you always usually try to pick something that's unique about a guy and use that as his, uh, his identifier. Like we had played with a guy. By the name of David Ritchie, he had uh, 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 <laughs> he had the unusual nickname of Dickhead, right? <laughs> because his head kind of looked like yours. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Did you seriously call him Dickhead? That was his name. I mean, if you saw him, if you saw him at any other reunions, David Ritchie for the Denver Broncos Super Bowl winner. Uh, is effectively known as dickhead around Denver with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> That's awesome. What was your, <laughs> can you explain your nickname? Cause wasn't it hot plate? Yeah, it was hot plate. You know, I used to come out to practice, you know, I was, uh, of course uh, I had a, a great time playing for the Denver Broncos and I used to come out, you know, uh, as different characters every now and then, every now and then I was a Hulk or, you know, one time I came out as uh prime time and I had this towel on, and it was a bath towel, and and the bath towel ran all the way down my leg, right? Like you know how the cornerbacks like to wear the little towel. And I said, "I'm prime time today." And so, uh, 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 he said, uh, "Shannon Sharp said, you're not prime time. You're more like a prime plate. You, you know what? Well, you know you're not a prime plate. You're more like a hot plate. You know." And so, hot plate would kind of stuck with me, and that was uh, the way that everybody that. Uh, were uh, teammates. That's what they called me, man. It was uh, it was a great time, man. We had a, everybody had a nickname, and uh, it was just part of uh, the makeup of that team. Like I say, when you're you're winning and you're doing good things, and it's excitable, you get a nickname. So that's that was my nickname. That's cool. You talk about prime time. Let's get into the CU Buffs real quick. Uh, I know you got to go into. What do you got to do? Take a steam shower? Is that what you said you have to do now? I don't know. I wasn't I, really listening. Take- Hour when uh, you hit me, but uh, but go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, the CU Buffs with the addition of Deion Sanders, 
and how the recruiting has just exploded. What do you see this this university, the football team, where do you see it ending this next season? Are they bowl bound? And where do you see them in the next couple of years? Uh, uh, first of all, I want to temper any any conversation about a fantastic year out of the CU Buffaloes. After I got my uh, heart broken last year by that disaster of what we call the Denver Broncos 2022, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out there and say that University of Colorado is gonna be bowl bound or uh, that they're going to win, you know, this great number of games. I just want them to play a brand of football that we recognize as, as a good brand of football. And, and you know, I, I hope it works out. But man, I'm telling you that 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 crap that we saw last year that was just that was just not good. I mean, with the Broncos and Russell Wilson, it's just taught me to be, you know, I cannot lead with my heart anymore. I don't think I'll ever lead with my heart again as a fan about an unknown entity. Uh, after watching that, you know, watching that that shit that we watched last year. Yeah. Well, it was embarrassing. I think everybody, like, especially with the Broncos, you you went into it. You're just like, it's Russell Wilson. This shit's going to be great. And then you got Nathaniel Hackett. Hey, he, you know, played or coached uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then it just went right down the shitter. And it was just more embarrassing than anything. But. I feel like there's a glimmer of hope. I feel like Sean Payton is going to the right the ship and and looking at the CU Buffs football team, I feel like Deion Sanders, he's bringing in such a positive energy. I I I follow him on Instagram and stuff like that and he's just such an uplifting person. I feel like Colorado football, whether it's the Broncos or the Buffs, that they're being pushed in the right direction. And while I'm not, I'm like you, I did the same thing. I was like, dude, there's no reason why the Broncos don't make it to the AFC championship with Russell Wilson. I said that shit. And now I feel like a fucking moron, but I'm not going to go that far. I've learned from my mistake on that, but geez, man, like hope is high. And that's such a cool feeling that we really haven't had with both organizations and it's really kind of a neat time for football in the state of Colorado. Is that fair to say that like, it's just has a different vibe going on right now. Um, you know, with, with the draft being a week away, um, it doesn't feel like we're going, uh, to any fantastic, uh, New, you know, new, new areas without a first round, a second round draft pick. Uh, but I guess our first round draft pick is Sean Payton. Uh, if that's the case, I feel good about our first round draft pick. But you know, you you usually need usually need a, a year or two before it really soaks in with a new staff. And for some reason, I forgot about that last year. And you know, there 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 were instances where. Two quarterbacks changed teams and won Super Bowls in back-to-back years. Matthew Stafford changed teams from the Detroit Lions, and in that initial year, won a Super Bowl. And the year prior, uh, you know, Tom Brady uh, transferred from the New England Patriots and won a Super Bowl. So I thought that could happen with the Denver Broncos, except the only difference between those two instances is that those coaching staffs were in place and. 
it wasn't the first year for the coaching staff and the quarterback. It was just the first year for the quarterback. You know, that was, you know, that that's uh, I, I guess that makes a, a huge difference about adding the right player. But if you're trying to integrate everybody into doing things the right way, then then we get what we saw last year. You get a, a year of growth uh, or should I say uh, development and then hopefully you get a year of triumph. OK, real quick. Then does that mean that Nathaniel Hackett got a raw deal by not getting another year? The, the thing that made the Nathaniel Hackett deal unbearable is the all the stuff that was around the 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 acquisition of, of of Russell Wilson. That that's what made it unbearable because everybody knows the stories about um, all the amenities that he was allowed to have. Um, we watched a team that didn't go through any contact drills during uh, during training camp. No one-on-one battles, really, and, and and you know, for the defensive backs. I mean, it was just it it, it didn't it didn't look like football. It, it looked like you know they were doing everything they could to try to get ready without actually playing football. And I kept talking about it, but it was just you know, you know, you know. Of course, people are, and especially the the younger writers and the younger broadcasters are saying this is the new wave of football. And I'm here to tell you that. They were so wrong. They were so damn wrong about it. Uh, and that's never going to be the way that you win football. You have to lift weights if you want to get big muscles. <laughs> There's no right. way around it. And in football terms, if you want to be a good football team, you're going to have to do the tough things that good football teams do. You're going to have to hit. You're going to have to tackle. You're going to have to block. You're going to have to catch the ball. And if you don't do those things in training camp, I don't know how you expect it to do them during the regular season. I look at you guys when you won back-to-back Super Bowls with the Broncos. It it seemed like you guys were just this giant. I you guys were just so infused with each other, and it just made sense. Like you looked at it, you guys were just it was special. Like I go back and I watch that on NFL Network when they when they go back, you know, they do the story of you guys when you won and stuff like that. It was just like you guys were just, I don't know, it's just so special, and and it's just it doesn't seem to happen very often. And like when the Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty, you could see that they had that. I always re- bring up when I did Media Day uh, or Media Night in San Francisco covering the Broncos Panthers and talking to everybody on the Denver Broncos, everybody was on the same fucking page. And it was just like they had one goal, and that was to dominate and just cause destruction with the Panthers. And and it was so cool. I remember talking to Derek Wolf and a few other guys, and it was so – it was just like dripping out of their pores. Then I talked to the Panthers, and they were just – they are just happy to be there type of thing, and they were already talking about their vacation, uh, you know, their victory – uh, parade real quick. I know you got to go. What is when you think about the championship mentality of an athlete to get to that, obviously championship level. What, what is that? Because there's people like me, I'm in radio, I'm in podcasting. I have an idea of what I need to do to be successful, but to get to that next level, which a lot of us don't really get to, whether it's sports or business, how do you do that? And what really is that for you? If that makes sense. I know it was kind of long winded, but 
Do you do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if if you're if you're looking to build a championship moment, um, whether it's in business and radio and podcasting um, or as an athlete, first of all, you have to know what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like some you you have to have somebody who has already have been to the place that you want to go or um they've come really really close to it and maybe have not and it maybe failed and there's their stories could help you push forward well we had that person in mike shanahan you know like i could tell you so many stories about playing for the cincinnati Bengals and not having a reference point of what it's like to win uh, because you don't trust the coaches around you because they had never won. But when you were around a guy who had won before and he was telling you, this is what we have to do, either you believe him or you don't. That's it. Either you believe him or you don't. And if you believe him and you fall in line and things start to work the way that they uh, were forecasted to work, then you start to believe even more. They work a little more than you believe a little more. You give more effort. You give extra effort. You give everything that you have because you believe in the direction that was set forth. Well, you need to have that when if you expect excellence. You know, I don't know if, if somebody has done something that is um, uh, in their past that isn't excellent. If they are the right people to teach. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I, well, I think you, um, you imprint and you know, your bad habits, if you are, if you're not excellent and your bad habits show up, they tend to show up with the people that you end up teaching as well. It's like so, me, me with my kids. Like if I suck at life and I'm trying yes. to, and I'm trying to teach them how to be, you know, to live life responsible, responsible person, they're going to be a shit person just like me. So you're, kid- well, I mean, the examples that, you know, they, they, you know, I love this phrase too. The the apple doesn't fall, fall that far from the tree. Right. I mean, that's for, that's for a reason, right? I mean, that's why, uh, that's why it's so hard for people who don't have positive, uh, uh experiences to break through and get to the next level. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying, it's tougher when you when you uh, come from a an area of you know in, incompetence and you're trying to become competent. You know, can you imagine if it was you know if somebody was you know trying to become a carpenter and they had a shitty instructor or a shitty uh, uh, um, carpenter trying to teach them how to build a house properly? How how crazy that house would look. And, and, and how many flaws would it, it would have, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what happens when you have a bad football team. You know, it, it, it may not show early, but during the course of a year, you know, you'll see all the problems, you know, or you pour bad, you, you know, you're, you're a person that pours foundation, then you pour bad foundation. Hey, maybe it, 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 the first couple of years it looks okay, but maybe year four or five, you know, things start to look crazy and it doesn't work the right way. And 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 that's the way it, I, I found in my life. That's the kind of that's that's kind of the way it works in sports. It works in business. It works in relationships. It works in in family life. It works basically everywhere. Um, 
everywhere where you want to apply it. You, you need to be around people who are better than you. You need to be around people who are better than you, and you need to um, be flexible enough to understand that they are where they are because of the work that they put in, and you need to mimic them best way you can. That's what we had on our championship teams, whether we're talking about the University of Colorado, um, which we we had a guy in Bill McCartney who knew what it was like to win and win big and, and win championships. And we had our heart broken the year before. The next year we came back and we popped through and we were able to win a national championship. And we were able to do that with Mike Shanahan with the Denver Broncos. And so I just believe that if you keep surrounding yourself with great people who know more than you and you're able to be pliable, that you can turn and you can twist and you can uh, adapt, then you have the best chance to have growth in a championship moment. Oh, I love that. Well, and also I, I live by, I know a lot of people nowadays, the, the younger kids, those damn whippersnappers, everything, <laughs> everything is like they want, they want immediate success. And that's another thing that goes into it is just you, sometimes you got to fail in order to achieve success and fail yeah. and success is built upon failure. Write that down. Use it in your show today. You're welcome. <laughs> but but the, and, and I think that's kind of one of the the things that we as a fan base too forget. You're talking about that, you know, circling back to the beginning of the the football conversation is there's a lot to learn. There's a lot that goes into a game plan and, and building a successful team. And like you said, it transfers over into business is we forget about all these little steps that go into it. And then we just expect immediate gratification and you forget. It's just like, guys, no, we got to work on this. It's I something that I have to tell my kid all the time. My son, especially is you got to practice. So what does he do? He wasn't good at math this year and it was a big upgrade in math. He's in the fourth grade. He says hi, by the way. He has a picture of you in his room, Al. I, I swear, I'll, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. He, hello, and I love him. I will. I will. But I tell him he he was doing shitty in math. He wasn't getting it. It just wasn't sinking in. It was a big hurdle mentally for him. And then the teachers were offering math help twice a week before school. And I was like, and I use you and Schlereth as, as references. I said, Alfred won two Super Bowls. He won a national championship. S Stink, he won three Super Bowls. That doesn't just happen. They have to work at it. They have to go to practice. They got to grind. Life's about grind and working. And I was like, that's how they achieved it. I was like, and I pulled up like a video of like you guys, uh, you know, celebration stuff and, and, and all that cool moments from your past. And I was like, they achieve that by practicing math in this situation is your, the math help is your practice. If you want to be good at it, you got to practice. I was like, I, I, I was terrible at math. Still am. Didn't tell him that that's okay. It wasn't relevant to the situation, but I was like, you, I was like, if you want to be better, you got to practice at it. And you know what, Al, as whether you guys realize it or not, I, I like using sports sports references and individuals like you and, and stink be like this helps you guys have to practice and the youth today sometimes they just don't want to do that 
and it sucks. But in order to achieve success, you got to grind. And you got to. And once again, you know, I'll just give you uh, um, one one more story before I have to get out of here. But uh, when I when I got into sports radio, um, well, in the radio in general. Uh, I want it to be good. And of course, you know, there are a lot of growing pains. There, there there are things that when you're behind a microphone that happen that you can't explain until you're behind a microphone and you know that you have hundreds of thousands, maybe a million people listening at one time or another. Like on this podcast, millions of people. Right, right. And and part of part of that is when the mic comes on who you are you know i used to be in such a hurry to get to the next story and 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 uh, i had every day when i come when i came in i had like 15 or 20 stories that i that i wanted to touch on or a perspective that i wanted to get to well what it taught me was make sure that you have enough material to move fluidly through uh a three-hour show and then also, if you have it and you and it's ready and your partner calls out sick one day and it's just you on the air, then you're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, you, you have your material ready just in case your partner can't make it today. OK, so that was that was something I was very proud of as a as a talk show host when I started. And I listened to radio stations not only in Denver, but I listen to radio stations, man, all around the country. I listen to every city that I thought there was a great sports talk show host. I listened to that show online. Uh, I would I would take some of the things that they did and incorporate it into my show. And it just became a habit at the time, you know, whether it's in Seattle, whether it's in San Francisco, Philadelphia, New York, uh, Miami, Chicago. Houston, I would listen to all these radio stations to try to form my style. And I got it right after a couple of years, I got my style. But before I really got my style, what I had to do was once again, to learn how to be in this business, I had to learn how to talk to talk to the audience without a co-host. So what I would do is I would have these sessions where I would, you know, I would just stand and, and 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 do a talk show in front of the mirror and talk for 15 to 20 minutes at a time without anybody talking back. Now, for all of those people out there who believe that they want to be a talk show host, you go try that shit for a while. And if you can do it, if you can make a compelling argument, videotape yourself, if you can make a compelling argument about uh, why you should come back and listen to the next segment. Right. Then yes chance but try doing that for a couple of hours a day for about a year and a half before you start thinking that you can just get behind a microphone and turn it on and you're ready to go exactly podcasts are because podcasts are, are free forms and you don't have commercial breaks and you don't have teases and you don't have uh, um you don't have sponsors that you have to get to immediately you don't have those same stresses of, of running a, 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 a terrestrial radio show podcasts are different when you get behind a microphone and you're trying to retain an audience for that all-important five to seven minutes for every quarter hour it's a different kind of game and and you know it i know it 
but I don't think there's any way in the world. There are a lot of people who think they can do the job, but there are a lot. Of, and you talk about practice. There are a lot of there are a lot of uh, uh, routes to practice before you can get behind that microphone. You can get behind the microphone, but do get behind the microphone and do a good job. Well, and that's the thing real quick is is like you said, and I love that is a lot of people can talk, but do I want to listen to that? Like right. you could, you could fucking talk for five hours, but doesn't mean <laughs> I want to fucking listen to one second of it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. What did you, what did you do? You know, I tell, um, I had a conversation with a young man who was, um, um, uh, an aspiring journalist and he wants to start a podcast and, and he wants to, uh, be part of this business. And I told him, just remember, when you start your podcast, when you start your show, it's like writing a paper. You make sure that those first two sentences in uh, your paper that you're writing is enough to keep the audience to get through the first paragraph. And hopefully you've said enough in those first two sentences to get them to read further down. So you be prepared in that opening monologue to get your audience to stay with you so that you can have. Uh, a chance to 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 tell the rest of your ideas later down the line. Yeah, yeah. It that's that's the one thing. One of the big things that I learned from you guys and, and everybody working over in radio is just be prepared. I'd rather have a bunch of shit yeah. and and not get yeah. to it. And, and yes, because there's nothing worse where you're like sitting there trying to stretch and you're like, fuck, I don't know. Is it time for a commercial break? There's been a few times where I got thrown into host and I wasn't ready at all. Uh, when I worked at the radio station, I was like, I don't know what to say. You guys always bring me on to do stupid voices like Cowboy to Huff. Is he going to do nine minutes? No, it kind of ruins no. the joke. Yeah. But now, yeah. but now I can talk about anything, Al. I can switch and talk to you, which I love this interview because it's not just sports. It's also business. And I know you're you're very intellectual when it comes to business. You, you, you're just a, a smart dude. You got a beautiful laugh. Let's be honest; everybody loves it. But you know, you're you're an icon in broadcasting in Colorado. You're an icon in in the sports world in Colorado. And it's just I, I look at you as a friend, and I appreciate you. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy the times that I, I've got to work with you. And one thing that everybody asks me when it comes to you, is Al really that nice of a guy? And I usually say, <laughs> and I usually but, say no. Not. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, no, Al's a fucking asshole. My God, what a prick. I was kidding. No, I always tell him the same thing. You're, you're a big teddy bear. And I, I, I love being around you because I know I'm, I, I'm going to, my happiness level is going to go up and, and truly I know I'm, I'm kind of stroking you off right now, but it's true. I appreciate what you do on the radio. You, you, you have a gift and I, I'm glad that I can say that I had an opportunity to work with you. You're, you're a great human being, but uh, you're an, Bro, okay, you're, you're, an, you're an okay talent, but uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, anyway, but I, I learned a lot from you guys and thanks to you, you guys, you and Scotty pushed me to get on the air and be silly and allow me to get out of my shell. And now I have a podcast. 
And that's it's right. Fine. It's good. And have sponsors, so that's good. I so. know. Hey, if you could, <laughs> if you could start selling more for me, Al, that would be great. <laughs> hey, man. Look, man. <laughs> Knows maybe I'll I'll be your co-host one day. <laughs> no bullshit, you won't. You know why? Because you are the hardest motherfucker to track down. I had to blindside you to get you on the podcast. I was like, Hey, look, any point, but I mean, anytime you know, you know this. This is what I don't understand. You know, like the as a parent, this is what this is. This is one of my pet peeves, and. You know, I I just think it's just I think it's just so hard. You know, the one the one thing that you tell your kids is that you can be anything you want to be. Do you know how many options that gives you? Wow. You know, do you know how confusing that could be for a a, a a young person? Do you know how confusing that could be as an adult? Mm-hmm. knowing that you have all these different options rather than somebody laying out a direct path to the money that you say you want to work, I mean, the money that you say you want to make, the lifestyle that you say you want to live. It's just, it's, 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 it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So when I tell your ass, whenever you want to do it and, and you say, and, and, and you say, okay, it's up to you to get it done. It's not up to me. So whenever, whenever you want to do it is whenever you want to do it. You said, let's do it now. I said, let's do it. I knew that's so, the only way you fucking would do it. I was like, if I give him two, I said, whenever you want to do it, let me know. So, <laughs> I guess it's like it's like a parent telling the kid you can be anything that you want to be without giving them real advice about how to go about being what that is. I really wish somebody would have told me earlier to uh, be an exotic dancer. Then I really would have pursued that avenue, Alfred. I have a gift. Well, you'd probably be a you'd probably be in a different place in your life. And we'd probably be calling you dickhead right now. <laughs> uh, <With> that, yeah. <laughs> that's that's how Alfred ends it. What a great guy. Al, truly appreciate everything you've done. Keep where how do people listen to you right now? You can listen to me right now on uh KOA. I'm on KOA radio, uh KOA radio, so www if you need the W's. You don't. <laughs> my son did that, that to me the other day you dick idiots say www <laughs> that's old school alfred joke that used to piss me off and apparently it still does koa.com and we're on uh from three to six on the uh sports suit and a guy that you know really well ryan edwards yes ryan edwards is a great guy uh i taught him how to throw a football <laughs> bring, bring that up to him all right al thank you so much it's alfred williams uh, a great guy and like you said he's going to be uh, he's on koa weekdays on twitter on, on at big al radio are you are you active on twitter it depends if somebody asks me something then i'll answer but in general um i i you know i'm i travel a lot and i don't like to give my location <laughs> Because I don't want yes. people to, uh, you know. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to when you travel. You should never post on social media because some dick, exactly. some, some psycho is so, going to go to your house. So, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I, you know, I, and, and to tell you the truth, I like to watch the game the next day. Okay. And I was just watching the abs, you know. Okay. It, I don't come on till three. So my opinion counts at three. I can interact when I interact, but most of the time I, I watch the game the next day. I have more time in the morning. I'm less tired, 
and I can just take my notes. All right, motherfucker. I'm going to tweet at you with the link to listen to this, and you better fucking retweet it, okay? <laughs> Send it over, bro. All right, man. There you go. That's Alfred Williams. Hey, real quick, before we uh, sign out of here, baseball's back, and hockey and hoops are in full swing in the playoffs, so make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. That was, that was awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that Al was able to uh, pop on. Like I said, I had to fucking blindside the dude, but that's okay. If that's how it works, I love it. I love it. Al's always good. And a lot of great stuff in that episode. So, again, check him out at Big Al Radio on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're uh, listening to this. Big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.